Zeros. Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that knows that will is stronger than fear. Corny. Yeah, you know. It was, it was <laughs> tough to find one, and I was like, oh, I need a line. Anyway, my name is Joe. We reviewed, we watched Green Lantern that we're going to be reviewing, and to help me do it, I brought two other friends with me. You might know them. Their names are Corey. The podcast that solemnly swears to pledge allegiance to a lantern. And sequel. Worst podcast you ever heard, or the best, not quite sure. We've been called both. Ah, stingingly topical. <laughs> Very relevant. Has anyone called us the worst? I don't think anyone's called us the worst. No, we had that one fake review, but... Alright, good. Yeah. As long as it was fake. Before we get into Green Lantern, which I know you're all clamoring to do, we gotta let you know what else we've been watching this week. The sequel. What'd you watch this week? Hockey playoffs, and that's, that's pretty much it. It's important. So much. <laughs> There's been a lot of hockey playoffs happening. Every, every night after it's, work, it's it's like two games, and it's I've just been enthralled. So it's so nice to have live sports back, and to have a live sport back that I care about, like hockey, has been amazing. I've watched hockey games for teams I don't care about. It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. So I'm going to watch it, and they're on. It's my television set in like my lounge room where me and Pam watch TV has not changed from NBCSN. Since the playoffs started. You haven't even shut the box off. You're just like, no, this is fine. No, yeah, I just turn the TV off and leave the box going. Yeah. So all I gotta do is turn the TV back on, I'm in. Yeah, baseball doesn't feel real. It feels fake. Yeah. It just feels really weird watching it right now. Baseball feels the same to me. But, but Doubleheaders only being seven innings is bullshit. That's weird. It's stupid. It's just bizarre. But um, no, hockey feels real. I thought the fake crowd noise would bother me, but it, the TV broadcast is... They do a good job with it, and uh, yeah, it's been going good. Go Islanders. Yeah, go Islanders. Now I don't have to talk about hockey. Is that it? That's it. All right, Corey, what'd you watch? Let's go Flyers, first of all. Um, <laughs> Boo, no. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that's not um, NHL playoffs that I watched, I watched a documentary on Netflix called Speed Cubers. Is it Rubik's Cube? Yes. Nice. It's about... Uh, the two fastest speed cubers, I guess is what they call themselves, people that solve Rubik's Cubes really fast. Are they rivals? They are rivals. Thank so like, God. Like, like heated rivals? Like lifelong rivals? It is. So here's the thing. I don't want to give too, too much away, but what I'll tell you is that despite them being rivals, it's actually really heartwarming. So like... You go into it and like you hear like the setup, right? And you got like, okay, there are these two guys. One dude sets a record, the other dude comes in and breaks it. And then he sets the record again, and then the other dude comes in and breaks it. And you're like, oh, this is gonna build up to like this huge thing at like the world championships. But it turns out it's actually more of a um heartwarming tale between two friends and one kid who's just big into Rubik's Cubes and the other kid who is autistic and it's like his escape and how they like interact with each other. And it's actually, it's really beautiful. It's, it's surprisingly heartwarming. Um, so you get a little bit of that competitiveness, but not like downright ugly as like you would expect. So it, it, it pulls on the heartstrings. It was really good considering it's a fucking documentary about kids that solve Rubik's Cubes. Um, yeah, I'd give that 20 minutes at best, just hearing the subject matter. I'd be like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I it, I turned it on. It was 40 minutes. I was like, 
Let's see. Oh, let's, it's only 40 minutes? Yeah, it's only 40 minutes. Okay. So I was like, all right, let me see how this goes like halfway through. And then halfway through, I was like, I can't turn this off. This is this is heartbreaking. So, I mean, honestly, if you are interested in kind of a heartwarming tale of co- competition, like the way that competition can be, like the good side of competition, it's a really, really good watch. One of the best documentaries I've ever seen was about professional Scrabble players. So it doesn't matter the subject matter. It's just how well the documentaries produce. produce. The human spirit. Pretty much. I mean, documentaries are just a tale of the human condition in whatever form it's taking in that documentary. So Pretty much. um, This one, I think they did a really good job with it considering... I mean, I'm not even interested in Rubik's Cubes. I've never solved one. Don't care. I get someone at a talent show, like, put a went on stage, had people in the crowd mess with his Rubik's Cube, and they put like a three-minute clock on, and he was like trying to beat the clock. It was like fucking exciting, man. Yeah. <laughs> these was... these dudes do it like a, like the classic three-by-three three is what they call it. They're the... bigger and smaller Rubik's Cube? Yeah, so in the World Championships, it goes th- everything from three-by-three three up to seven-by-seven. Seven. I don't understand how you hold that thing. But I mean, right. they're not actually that much bigger. It's just the, the actual squares are smaller. So, oh, well. All right. Yeah, it, like they they're a little bit bigger, but it doesn't matter. Long story short, like the classic cube, these guys are solving them in fucking like six seconds, like sub six seconds. Six seconds. Yeah, under. Some of them are solving them in under six seconds. That's crazy. At a certain point, isn't it like the forty yard dash where they're like, "There's only so fast you can possibly solve this." Thing? I have to assume so, but like a lot of it comes down to memorizing patterns. Yeah, it's just an algorithm. Yeah. yeah. So they like pick it up and look at the cube, figure out what algorithms they need to solve it, put it back down, and then just fly. It's is fucking there a category for like no look Rubik's cube solving. There is a no look. There's also one hand. Wow. I can't wrap my mind around either of those. Yeah. Well, you look. You can look at the cube while you're solving it. Just not. Don't get the pre look. You know. Oh, uh, okay. I thought yeah. you meant just like solving a blind. Like they blindfold you, and you're like. I think I, I think I it goes both ways. I wouldn't doubt that either. I think that there I think that there are some people that look at it. They do the pre look and oh, put the blindfold. Yeah, yeah. On you get to solid. look at it. But what if it's no pre look, no look? Then you can't do it. You can't okay, do it. all right, good. I'm glad I we mean, feel color. Which I can't imagine that you can. One of these kids is a superhero. <laughs> yeah, right. And we need to be talking about them. But that's all I'm gonna have for this evening, Joe. What about okay. you? Well, I have the most what you've been watching, and it's like nothing. I went back to your community because I realized I'd never seen the last season. Okay. So it's been, it's been, community's a little hit and miss. Like some very good episodes and some like okay episodes. Have you guys seen community? I think community is brilliant because if you start like peeling it back and analyzing episode by episode, you realize that Joel McHale is not actually the lead character in the show. Sure. So I like the entire the for me anyways the entire story is being told Abed yeah it's yeah. being told through Abed's eyes which is really meta it's a really meta way of looking at it's it a very Abed way of looking at yeah, it yeah it's a very Abed way of looking at it which I find brilliant because there are things that happen that I'm like I get it now because that is how Abed's brain would process what he's seeing the paintball episodes will go down the history. first paintball episode is one of the greatest television yeah. episodes I've ever seen in my absolutely. life. Absolutely. It absolutely is. They they do go back to it at least one time too many. They do it twice yeah, or three times. I think it's almost every season. Yeah. I think it's happened like three or four times. But the first time they do it, it's fucking... Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Um, 
But yeah, I just watched the episode, and I don't know if you guys... Sequel, have you seen it? Oh, okay. Well, there's an episode in season six where they reenact, like, they, they do, like, a stage perf- uh, version of The Karate Kid. Really? Yes. And Chang plays Mr. Miyagi. Okay. Who's uh, Ken Jeong. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, it gave me chills. Like, they're all reacting to it in the audience. Like, it's amazing. And it gave me chills last thing. I'm like, this is, this is so good. Yeah. It's a, it's you did a, it again, community. It's a really good show. I'm yeah. excited to go back and watch it now that it's on Netflix. Yeah, that's, that's why I went back. So I watched it on Hulu, which it's fine, obviously. Advertisements. But advertisements. Yeah. So, like, trying to binge watch a show with advertisements every couple of minutes, you just don't get into the groove in the same way. So I'm going to go back and watch it now that it's on Netflix. And uh, Nice excited about it and the other thing i watched i watched something to add to like the pantheon of just terrible movies that are so good they almost come back around again i mean so bad they almost come back around again to being good there's a man by the name of neil breen who's directed like four or five films he's written directed produced and starred in them and the first one i only watched one of them it's his first movie it's called double down it's i can't even put it into words really it's it makes no sense, and like the movie is just basically just him masturbating via film. It's just like he made wow. himself this character that's good at everything. It's not visually oh, him okay. doing it. It's just like he, he wrote, him, wrote himself a character who's the best at everything, but nothing happens in the movie, and it's really poorly produced and acted and written. It's incredible. Like I, I recommend you watch a trailer of one of his movies and just, just laugh at it if you like bad movies. He looks weird. Yeah. 44 minutes. How did you, how did you hour, discover hour, this? Hour, uh, I think I was on like a Reddit thread about movie, like your favorite bad movies. And it was like the top <laughs> comment. I was like, I need to check this guy out. Of fucking course, Joe is on Reddit looking at your favorite bad movies. He's also like, there are compilations of, on YouTube of like worst movie deaths or worst acting in movies. Yes. And he's in both of them. Really? I didn't realize I'd seen his face before. And then okay. I explored this and I was like, I've seen him in all those clip videos this is meant is to it, be is so is one? it on the same level as the room i'm sorry say well i cut you off there okay uh it kind of makes almost makes the room look like it makes sense holy shit and the ensemble clip you saw is that the one with like from like trolls 2 where the kids going like they're eating her and then they're gonna eat me oh my god is it that clip it might have been it's been years since i watched okay. those clips but gotcha. it's entirely possible that's in there it sounds familiar <laughs> so yeah if you like bad movies check those out the first one, the one I saw is called Double Down. I just found it on YouTube with a creative search, I guess. And that's what we've been watching. Let's get into the movie facts for Green Lantern. The moment is here that you've all been waiting for, kind of. Green Lantern came out in 2011. It's rated PG-13. It's one hour and 54 minutes long. Directed by Martin Campbell. It stars Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, Peter Sarsgaard, Mark Strong, and Taika Waititi. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you agree. The budget for the movie was $200 million. It grossed $220 million. Wow. $116 million domestic. It just barely made profit, but really... No, they didn't need... That's basically a flop at that point. It's a flop. Well, it made, like, technical profit. Yeah, but they didn't get to pay investors what they promised. No. Uh, the scores for the movie got Rotten Tomatoes coming in at a 26%. Certified, I need a receipt for the two hours. Please and thank you. Hour 54. I said what I said. The six minutes to mentally prepare. Yeah. The audience scoring Rotten Tomatoes, they think it's better than that. They gave it a 45%. 
RMDB 5.5 out of 10, Metacritic with a 39, and a user score on there of 5.8. But that's what the rating sites say. Let's find out what our general thoughts about Green Lantern were, which as always are going to be spoiler free. And I'm going to start with my buddy Corey. So this movie is not good. Uh, this is probably the third time I've seen this movie. Uh, and I will say that I... On purpose. On purpose, yeah. Uh, I will say that this time around, I didn't hate myself as much as I had the last time I watched it. You've grown. I've grown. I don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but for as bad of a movie as it is, you can find some some silver linings if you really, really want to. Sequel thoughts? I didn't hate this one as much as I thought I was going to. I haven't seen it since it came out in theaters, and about halfway through, I'm like, it's fine. It's... We've reviewed and seen far worse in our 190-plus episodes, so that's kind of like my takeaway. I was like, I think the hate might have gone too far on Green Lantern. I'm, uh, I'm like with the audience here. I wonder if that's where my feelings came in, is that like, at this point, seeing 190-some movies, it's just like I'm comparing it to other things. Well, it's no Howard the Duck, but... Like... <laughs> Listen. <laughs> See, I saw this movie once also. I remember being okay with it, like, not understanding where all the hate comes from. Watching it this time, I see it. I understand why people would not be happy about this movie. There are the bones of, like, a of a good Green Lantern story here, but it's so poorly executed, and it's a CGI mess. Yeah. Things that don't need to be CGI, they just went crazy. They just threw the money at this. We need all the CGI. Do we need real actors? Can we just use holograms? <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do that. They kind of did, actually. Joe, are you a big Green Lantern fan? I like the Green Lantern. He used to be like my favorite DC hero before I really knew anything about DC heroes. I just decided that he was my guy. And I want to see a good version of this. Corey, are you very familiar with the Green Lantern character? Uh, I'm not. I am am passingly familiar. Same. If you... I know enough lore to get me through a very simple explanation. Like, if... Somebody who knows nothing about comics came up and, like, grabbed me and was like, tell me about Green Lantern! I could give them, like, a passing understanding of Green Lantern. So That's about it. He's got this ring, does some stuff. Kinda. Has, I mean, like... He has a motto. I don't find the character remotely interesting at all. Like, I, I just... I think the just, power like, set is so cool. But that's the thing, like, but that's the problem with Green Lantern is that the power set is so cool. You could plug literally any human being into that role, and it would be just as interesting. We well, gotta right, make a like creature, a compelling really. person creature, yeah, as yeah. a character. Like that's that's key, where this movie tries. But I'm getting too far into it. This is still general thoughts. It is, yeah. Yeah. So from here on out, we're gonna be spoiling Green Lantern. If you haven't seen it and you want to know what the hell we're talking about, if you haven't seen it yet, I said that twice. I don't know why. It's streaming on HBO, nowhere else that I know of, currently. But I think it's two dollars to rent. Yeah, it was only two dollars to, to own. I thought about owning. <laughs> I did not. I thought about buying it. I did not. Decided not to. Yeah. So spoilers for Green Lantern are gonna start right after I finish the sentence right now. So let's look at the good things that came out of the existence of Green Lantern from 2011? 2011. Ryan Reynolds met his now wife, Blake Lively. I think this was the first acting role together. Uh, Ryan Reynolds got introduced into the realm of comic book movies because of this. When did X-Men Origins come out? 
Actually, yeah, that might have been before this. Oh, really? This may have been his second one? Oh, my God. Uh, I want to say it's 2009. I think it came out. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, 2009. All right. The, he, this is a better superhero role than his first one. Um, Which is crazy to think. Well, it is. He's the hero in this. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He's not the hero of X-Men Origins Wolverine? No. It's the CGI claws and... That's the hero. Oh, okay. Just the CGI claws. You not get those mixed up all the time. Yeah. Not the person they're attached to. But he had CGI claws. Yeah, those were what the hero was. Oh, okay. Not, Got it. not Got the it. person attached Understood. to them. Understood. Mm-hmm. Person's uh, irrelevant. Got it. Yes. Now you're getting there. Uh, I don't think... I don't know. I'm torn. I feel like Ryan Reynolds has moments in this that like flash and like... Ah, yes, I do like Ryan Reynolds as an actor. And then there are other moments in this. I'm like, I think he phoned it in on this scene. He's it, very Ryan Reynolds in this. Which he is. is what I've grown to love about Ryan Reynolds. This is Ryan Reynolds-ness. That's it. Yeah, he's got no range. He is who he is, and that's what he puts on the screen. He's got a little range. He just doesn't show it in this. Yeah, this I, doesn't ask him to show that range. I, I don't see Ryan Reynolds' range and much... We should do a case study on Ryan Reynolds. You, you could, I would I mean, love to. He's, he's been in some heartwarming films. He's he been in some action films. He's been in some comedies. But he's like the same. He's like Harrison Ford. He's like Harrison Ford Kinda. is Harrison Ford he's, in every role. It's, he's Harrison Ford. He's George Clooney. <laughs> he's Ryan Reynolds. He's Ryan, he's Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. That's yeah. it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's enjoyable. It is. I don't mind... I don't mind the way that they portray this origin story... From, like, a broad base, hey, you know nothing about Green Lantern, let me give you... Like, there's a bunch of different moments where they expo dump, like, Green Lantern They do lore. expo dump a lot in this movie. Yeah, but for a not necessarily big-name comic book hero, if you're introducing it to the masses, isn't a terrible thing to do. However, what they do at nauseum throughout the course of this movie that does drive me nuts... Is when they introduce somebody by using like the name, pause their name again, and I I can't even remember the doctor's name that becomes like Hector Hector something Hammond Hammond I think Doctor Hammond Doctor Hector Hammond like <laughs> if you know Green Lantern you, references it, it's a, it's a reference you know but like for me it doesn't matter you could have just said Doctor Hammond and moved on or whatever. They do it two or three other times when they introduce other characters throughout this. And that's Amanda Amanda Waller, isn't it? It yes. is. She's by name. By name. By name. Amanda Waller. Angela Bassett. Another big name in this. Yep. Yeah. She almost made my five. <laughs> she, it's weird to know, like, I know more about Amanda Waller than I do about Green Lantern Corps. So to see... Such a huge name in like the DC universe, kind of like treated this way. I'm like, Ooh. see, that's why she's there, probably just to DC name drop someone that yeah. some other people know. Yeah, she doesn't Th- need to be in this movie. She doesn't. No. She doesn't. But like you uh, astutely pointed out off mic, <laughs> do any of these people need to be in this movie? <laughs> like, there's there's three characters who do anything in this movie. Borderline two. Yeah, Hammond and Green Lantern, right? Yep. That'd be it. That's, that's the borderline too. I mean, I'll I'll give you maybe Blake Lively. I, do you I'll, think she's or, good in this? Not really. No, I think she's bad. I think most people are not great in this. 
I don't think there's a ton of great performances yeah. across the board on this. It's not her fault. Ryan Reynolds gives a typical Ryan Reynolds performance, and I Sarsgaard tries like didn't have a lot to work with, and then he has the misfortune of his character's appearance changing throughout, so he pretty much becomes a voice by the end of it. It's yeah, so that, is he just, Parallax? No, he's a uh, Hector. He becomes Peter Sarsgaard. Oh my God, you're right. He gets absorbed yes. by Parallax. He doesn't become yes. Parallax. Yes, yes, okay. yes. I don't know who voices Parallax. That'd be an interesting thing to find out. I can should be able to find this out. Nope, it's really not. Did they not give a voice credit to Parallax? <laughs> really? This just blew my mind. I find it. Um, you know, no, I don't want to. I don't want to bring that scene up. I was about to bring up. A oh, scene. Clancy Brown. It's Clancy Brown. Wow, Clancy Brown. right. Okay. But he's like twenty awesome. fifth down the list on IMDb. Helpful. I mean, Thanks, IMDb. I like Clancy. Brown. Parallax so does do surprisingly little villain. in this. I wonder if he like does. Clancy Brown's like a. Cl- Closet like DC fan or like or a well-known DC fan. Could he's, be. He's in the Flash. Yeah. Like the television show. Yeah. He's the general that. I mean, he's also in the Punisher. Controls Marvel. Broad. It's true. But to your point, Parallax really doesn't say very much. No, he doesn't. He talks when uh, at the very opening. Very opening when he tells, and then when he tells Hector that he's failed him. Yep. And then he speaks through Ryan Reynolds' ring. I mean, Hal Jordan's ring. <laughs> You can see how I made that mistake. So other good things about this movie. Ooh. Taika. Subway introduced a sandwich that for the first time had avocado or guacamole on it to promote this movie because it's green. Really? That's the biggest thing takeaway I remember from when this movie actually came out in 2011. Wow. Wow. (laughs) The avocado. So what you're telling me right now is the avocado craze. Avocado toast is all because of 2011 Green Lantern. Without fact checking anything, yes. Um, no, that's fine. I'm I'm sure that's completely accurate. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, guacamole and avocado was not a thing until suddenly it was. In 2012 or late 2011? I, I don't remember it ever being a thing people ordered or like sought out. And then as if it appeared out of nowhere, it was there. And apparently this is why. It's like we were chosen to receive the avocado. <laughs> the way that this movie plays is borderline annoying with how quickly it jumps from thing to thing. It seems pretty choppy. I mean, later on in Act 2 and Act 3, it kind of starts to get its legs a little more. But early on, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? At one point... Hal Jordan gets the ring. No, I'm lying. Let me fucking fix this. Hal Whoa. Jordan gets relatively fired, goes to see his son, maybe? That's his nephew. That's his his nephew. nephew. Okay, yeah. good. Calls that him Uncle sense. Hal. Yep. Okay. Jason. Yep. He sees his nephew, and then on his way to his car, gets absorbed by a green energy flown. Like, it's just like, like it's very choppy. Well, the ring was looking for a. Su- I'm, I'm going to break down how I feel. Okay. The ring was looking for the successor to Abin Sir, I think his name is. Yeah. Sure. And in that moment, he like is a complete human, and he's already fearless, or we find out later has the ability to ignore his fear, and that's why the ring chooses him at that moment because he's like, he's graduated to the second part of character arc, so the ring's like, you're ready. Got it. I think that's what they were going for. Maybe. That might it be just, too deep and giving this movie too much credit. I don't know. All things being considered, though, it does seem very, like, 
weird transition where it's just like oh, the pacing is weird. Yeah. yeah, pacing is stupid weird. Everyone's also very much too okay with what's going on. Yeah. Yes. He accepts it immediately. He just runs and saves the alien. Doesn't seem phased by it. His friends and Carol is that her name? Yes. Carol. Blake Lively's character. Yeah. Carol. Yeah. Even the cra- like if a superhero appears out of nowhere, right? And this movie isn't connected to anything. This is a standalone DC film. They don't reference any other. The only other connection you have to the DC universe is Amanda Waller. Yeah. But I don't think there's any plans for a connected universe at this point. Nope. Even though we're in the infancy of the MCU and the Dark Knight trilogy is still going on, this is standalone. People react way too calmly to cosmic things going on around yeah. them. A superhero appearing, being able to flash a ring, and aliens coming down. People are way too calm about everything. A dude who goes in to like do an autopsy on an alien, suddenly his entire biology changes, his head becomes super big, and nobody's like, nah, this is a problem. We're just going to take him in and fix him, but we shouldn't be alarmed about this at all. Yeah. Also, he assaulted a student with his mind. He did. He did. No one, no one really documented that one. That was weird pacing. Also, it is weird. He goes from doing his alien autopsy, being super excited about yeah, it, and then having night terrors. And then he like teaches class the next day. Like if I'm in that field and I'm doing alien autopsies, I'm not teaching class ever again. I'm sorry. Do you think deal. Amanda Waller is letting him fucking leave? You know, There's no way. He can keep way. a secret. He said so himself. Okay. Take that at face value. That's it. That's how the, that's how government Gone. and secret operations work. Oh right? my god, that that uh, the yeah. weapons testing is like, I just laughed at that. The what? The 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 drone test or the the, oh, the, the dog fight? The, yes, that's just that's not how shit works. You don't. No. This ain't Top Gun. <laughs> what are you trying to do? It's worse Top Gun. Yeah. I won't say that. Like sure. the, the dog fighting <laughs> scenes in Top Gun, which came out in '85 or '86, like. Shit all over this. Yeah. What, what, what we got here? Like, but it's they like look so much better. It's clear that that's what they were going for with that scene, though. Yes, but well, that you... that's accurate with the uh, with with the what the the F thirty five. I think they fly yeah. F fourteens and Top Gun, like the the whole um, missile lock and all that. That's fine and all, but just like yeah, we're gonna have our two best pilots go against these these spacecrafts or not spacecraft, whatever they're drones. Called. AI like, drones, AI drones, but they're like bigger than like a typical drone. Anyway, we're just gonna have our two best go up against their best. If shit gets destroyed, it gets destroyed. We're cool with it. Yeah, that's not nah, not a thing. I, and I'm sorry, so I don't they didn't use it. real weapons. They didn't. They didn't. Doesn't matter. Like no, but got destroyed. Yeah, like a, a thirty. What did they say? A thirty-five million dollar F thirty-five got oh, yeah. destroyed. Yeah, that wasn't supposed to happen. It wasn't. But they it weren't just like consequences. But they be also. But they also went into that under the assumption that they were like, how is gonna lose or just well, like there were rules of engagement that they were supposed to follow. They said that about four times in this movie. Yeah. Really drive home that that was important, even though 50, it wasn't. Hard deck. Yeah. Hard it's it's like the end of Iron Man, actually, if you think about it. It really it, is. That's how he beats Iron Monger. How'd you deal with the icing problem? Click, click. This movie just stole from everything. Stole it's from it. Top Gun, stole from Iron Man. You it's figured fun, it out. It's a little funny, too, because Tim Robbins is in Top Gun, so maybe that's why they picked him for this role. I don't know. And he was present during that. Yeah, maybe he was in one of the meetings. He's like, you know what would be cool <laughs> is if we make this more like Top Gun. It would be cool if someone called him Merlin during it. That's his character's name. So is Mark Strong's in Kingsman. Right? It's all connected. <gasps> Top Gun is the... It's the glue that holds the, the, the cinematic universes together. The center of the Green Lantern 
Since I said Mark Strong, let's talk about Sinestro and how he feels like he's supposed to be really important to this movie, and then is not at all. I had a feeling it was going to be really important in, in Green Lantern 2, which we never got. Oh, yeah, he was. You, you mean, yeah, he really isn't important until the mid credit scene. But he's, since Abin Sur is gone, you get the assumption that he's the strongest Green Lantern. He's pretty much the leader of, or secondary leader of the core. Yes. Why is he not in this movie? Why doesn't he do? Why doesn't he train him, Hal Jordan, outside of the minute and a half it goes the for? The one sword Why fight? Why doesn't he help him out? It's There has to be a lot of scenes on the cutting room floor with Sinestro in it because he feels like he's supposed to be important, and then he's not. He's missing for all the climactic moments of the movie. Why didn't the other members of the Lantern Corp, and maybe this is discussed and I just missed it, which is totally possible, because like by the end of this I'm just kind of like, okay. <laughs> why was he fighting um by himself why i know they rescue him from going into the sun but i'm like if they're that close to him to rescue him from going to the sun how come they couldn't contribute because they knew he had it so That's ridiculous but like but that goes, sure, yeah, it is. that goes all the way back to like the first time sinestro interacts with the immortals what do they call them the guardians the guardians thank you the first time he interacts with the Guardians, he's like, let me take a group of my strongest soldiers and we can go and yeah, deal with this. And deal with this. And he takes seven people and then they all die and he pieces out. But yet Hal Jordan, brand new, no big deal, hasn't done this before ever, can fucking figure it out? Get the fuck out of here. And it's 36... He the idea of just him. He's like, don't send any more Green Lantern lives. Just let me do it. There's 3,600 of them. Why seven? Why not a hundred? They were the clear S-tier Green Lanterns. <laughs> Everyone else was... <laughs> Apparently. Was uh, A-tier or lower. Man. Video games. The, the power... Guardians look terrible, too, by the way. Yeah, That's I don't... I don't even... They all look so bad. Ugh. I don't know what like the reference is. Like I couldn't tell you what they're supposed to look like, but... Yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar with any of the characters and other than Sinestro. Based on the colors that they chose and from the angles that we got, I couldn't tell if they were just like short sitting on like these thrones or really tall with really skinny long legs. Like... I assume short <laughs> on really tall stands. I hope so. Of oh, the Immortals? Yeah. Of the, the Guardians? Guardians. It would have been... Yeah, I, I also assume short. Across, like, Whoa. <laughs> Ooh, that was not what I expected. That guy's a nine-footer. <laughs> Like when Brain's a country singer from Pinky and the Brain. Remember that episode? Oh, yeah. No, actually. Really long, skinny legs. <laughs> and Brain, I thought. Tyke's good. I like Tyke about TV in this. Yeah, Tyke's good enough. I mean... Supporting character. Sure. And he's into it. Also way too okay with it. Yeah, well, I think that's that. like his Start dream. talking. I do love when he beats the drones, and he's the one who yes. stands up and shouts, Yeah! Yeah! yeah. That's, that's, oh, oh, I mean... That's, uh. that's my favorite scene in the movie. Like, I don't like the test itself. I like his reaction to it. I also like him when um, Hal calls him up for to... Uh, and he's like, is that, is that a spacecraft? And he goes, yes, it is. And he wants to go. And he's like, no, nah, we got to go. And he's like all bummed out about it. Yeah. I like that, too. That fits. It does. Although it leads to one of... What is in contention for my least favorite scene, okay. which is when Hal is like, all right, ready? And he like throws his arms out and nothing happens. He's like, oh, I just, I need more juice. And like takes the lantern and puts it down. He's like, and then it pops up and he's like, whoa, was I know, right? Funny, Corey. It was unexpected. It's stupid. It's a it's... stupid scene. 
The stupid fucking scene. It's a very Ryan Reynolds scene. I know what my least favorite scene was going to be. Okay. But it corrected itself in the middle of it. When Blake Lively is two feet away from him and saying thank you for saving him, then recognizes him, I'm like, thank you! Because oh, yeah. he's just wearing a stupid eye mask that doesn't conceal his identity whatsoever. Yeah, I felt the same thing. <laughs> he was just at this party, he's got the same hair and facial structure, and now he's gone, but you don't... Okay. Oh, uh, if she didn't recognize yeah, him. That was, that was going to be rough. Oof. Ye old Superman problem. I know that, I know that well. When if you he, just put on glasses, glasses she wouldn't have recognized That's it. it. Yeah. Or when you take the glasses off, nobody recognizes you anymore. Hell doesn't wear glasses. That can't be hell. <laughs> How could he see inside the cockpit? What movie is that? I have no idea. There's a movie where that's definitely a thing. Where oh, like, Mystery Man. Mystery, Mystery Man. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Captain Amazing doesn't wear glasses. Lance, whatever his name is, <laughs> does. <laughs> he takes them off when he transforms. <laughs> What? Then how could he see? <laughs> Very good. Well, good pull. I didn't good even pull. realize that I was making a reference. I thought that was original me. I guess this is how things like this happen. My mind went to not, a, not another teen movie when you were talking about that. When they're She's picking, got glasses and paint on her overalls. Lady Boggs? No. She's got paint on her overalls and glasses. <laughs> and they're pointing out other girls that yep. are like joined at the head. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Janie's got a gun. Janie's got a gun. That's such a good fucking movie. Sing a song with her name in it. We, we've gone too far. We have. We've gone. Chris more. Evans is in that movie. Yes, He's he in is. superhero movies. We're back. And uh, we are back on the rails. If that's not my least favorite moment in the movie, my other uh, contender is the first time he does the Green Lantern oath. So they set it up pretty well when they're like. Say the oath, and he's sitting there trying to just say things randomly at the lantern. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because he was never told what the oath is. How the fuck would he know this? And then they course correct the wrong way, and like all of a sudden he just knows it perfectly. I'm like, the ring. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate (laughs) that excuse. The same bullshit. When he shows up on the planet and And he like knows how many fucking species are alive, I fucking still hate it. Sure. But it does make sense. Does it? Based is on it, what they've told yes. us. Is it actually a Green Lantern thing? Or is this a way to... I have to... no idea. <laughs> I would it's... imagine, yes. The ring has to store some kind of knowledge. Otherwise, how could he fight evil on a planetary level? <sighs> I guess. It makes sense. I'm not happy about it. You I'm just going to let you know. It's fine. It is It is duly noted. I join you in that <laughs> happiness. I'm just saying it kind of makes sense. It's I'll a choice they made and it's consistent, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But that's the problem. There should be, like, I have the problem with this movie is that, like, you can, like, hand wave it away and be like, it's fine, I guess. It's Green Lantern. Well, yeah, it's yeah. not good, but it's No, like... I, you're right. That's what I mean. It's, like, borderline acceptable. Borderline. Good use of borderline acceptable. Thanks. It's... Yeah. So, wait, what, what ended up actually being your least favorite scene, then? Probably the last fight. Because that is a disgusting CGI mess. And it is a the fact that he's about to float into the sun oh, with this, yeah. and then he gets rescued, I'm like, oh, come on, man. Tag in, tag out. Join, up, join me. Show up with a steel chair. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Top row. That's it. Like, oh my God, is that Sinestro music? Let's go. <laughs> Run down the ramp. <laughs> Run down the ramp. <laughs> 
That would have entertained me more, I think, if the final battle was just a wrestling match. Somehow, oh my like, god, he's got the chair! Match. He broke him in half! <laughs> Jesus Christ! All hell's broken loose! The refs have no control in there! Parallax went into the sun! <laughs> better <laughs> absolutely it absolutely would have and it would have cost less yeah it definitely would have. well yeah it would have cost less i still would have had to animate this fun i forget what we're going to talk about now uh i mean i we just did our least, least favorite right so yeah, least favorite was yours? my i feel like i have a pretty clear-cut least favorite and it's the fact that at the end carol just fires missiles indoors at parallax and it's fine <laughs> That's a good point. That was your move? <laughs> Not grab the ring and throw it to him first? <laughs> Fire the missile? Uh, yeah. It was a choice. Yes, it was. Also, her dad's name is Carl. Carl and Carol. That's the same name. Come on. That's the <laughs> that's... Same, same name with an added O. I don't know if that's comic accurate. I imagine it. I hope Probably. it is. I hope so, too. That's lazy. That is super that's lazy. That's real lazy. That's like George Foreman level lazy. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> it's close. It's very close. Very close. And my son George Foreman. My other son George Foreman. Now, if she has a sister also named Carol, okay. Yeah. Or a brother named Carl. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> she could. She really could. I'm not prepared to rule that out. Yeah, the deletists. <laughs> the They're talking in the boardroom or her office, whatever. Oh, hey, Carl. Hey. <laughs> You go to mom's for dinner next week? Yep. You just play right. with Legos. <laughs> That's why I picked you, sweetheart. <laughs> He's got no ambition, no drive. You, on the other hand, you're one of the best F-35 pilots that will throw into this no-win situation. And also a great businesswoman. Apparently. It's fine. I saved the deal. Contract's not off yet. Yeah, I like when he gets the shit beat out of him by the... Three people that got laid off because of him. What? Told you watch your back. <laughs> that was one of the. That was another one of those moments that where was I was like, "Stupid, this is choppy and dumb." Yeah. I thought they were gonna like steal his car. I was like, "Ah, oh, that's." No, he just, cool. just kicks the shit out of him, and then. Now were they there already, or did they stalk him? Probably stalked. Stalked him. Or maybe they're just like drinking, and then they see. They see him there. Oh, that's that's Hal Jordan's car. Let's beat the shit out of him. <laughs> but then that. Ultimately prompts his first trip to how do you pronounce the planet Oa? Yeah, it's Oa is, no is the spelling of is the it? planet. It's probably Oa. I can't imagine how else you pronounce that. It, it like prompts his like arrival on Oa, where he like learns that he's the like actually learns that he's the Green Lantern and what that means and so on and so forth. Which again, for a movie, for a moment in a movie that is an exposition dump, I actually enjoy. Up to the actual training sequence in that scene. I like the training sequence. I don't dislike the training sequence, but I, it's I not want my more favorite. more of one. that. Is yeah. that Michael Clark Duncan? It is. Okay. Nice. I was going to play the, the game, but I don't have to now. Yeah, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy his time on Oa. I like him. Jeffrey Rush is the other guy, by the way. The fish one? Yeah. Really? Oh. I believe so. Wow. This is a really yeah, like, star-studded really star cast. Yeah. It's wild. Holy crap. Um, that moment is is fun. Him learning where he is, what the Green Lantern is, how it works. I mean, huge exposition dump. But sure. at the same time, you kind of need it. You, I mean, you're introducing this character and this power set to the audience for the first time. You need that. 
I enjoyed you it. You need it, but just like a lesser version of it. A yeah, simplified they... exposition instead of telling us everything. Because better movies assume that the audience is intelligent enough to figure out what's going on. Sure. Sure. Gives us a little bit of credit. This movie gave me zero credit. Which, if you're going to watch it and just be checked out, that's fine. But it introduces us to what the actual limits of the ring are, which is nothing, technically. But still... It's your willpower. Willpower. Yeah, willpower. Harness your willpower, and it's green energy. Where yellow is fear. They like their colors in DC. They do. Like the flash, red lightning versus yellow, yellow lightning. lightning. There's a ring of pretty much every color. From what I know about DC Comics and Green Lanterns, that there's a ring in pretty much every color. I don't know what any of the other ones are. Well, except know, the yellow sphere. I only know green and yellow. Yeah. yeah. Green and yellow. Green. No, no. The yellow is joy. Red is anger. The yellow Blue is fear. Is sadness. The green is supposed to be like. I'm doing inside uh, out. Um, I haven't seen purple that is fear. Purple is fear. Got it wrong. No, they got it wrong. <laughs> and green is technically supposed to be envy. If we're all going to be sure, be honest with us. That's right. Willpower, envy, same difference. <laughs> Mindy Kaling, Jeffrey Rush, same difference. <laughs> favorites? You do favorites? I did my favorite. Yeah, I just did mine as well. Well, then I guess I'll do my favorite. I'd appreciate that, Joe. 198 episodes. Christ. My favorite is the only thing in this movie that seems like a good scene is him talking to his nephew. That feels like a, a scene that belongs in a much better movie than this. I hate what it was preceded by and followed by, but yeah, that moment is good. It's the lamest birthday party I've ever been to where the dancing girls. It's a real uncle thing to say. That's a real Ryan Reynolds uncle thing to say. Sure is. What do you want... What, do you want to die like your dad? All right, dude. Can we, like, not do this at your son's birthday party? What the fuck is that Man, about? That was that was a weird moment. And what about your motorcycle crash a month ago? What are you... You were in a hospital for a month. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what the month came from. Yeah. But either way, really? That, that's what you want to bring up right now? Shouldn't your kid... Shouldn't you be more worried about, like, the birthday boy hiding in his bedroom doing nothing? Like, what is happening? Jason's in his room. Why? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Fucking tell me. You tell me everything. You spoon-feed me everything else in this fucking movie. I don't know. He's 11. He's looking at porn. <laughs> don't come in, Uncle Hal. <laughs> no, 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 no. You see the sock on the door? Jeez, this is on you. <laughs> this is why we don't give you a lock. Or should give you a lock. I do like it. It's such a good scene. Like He walks in. Jason just hugs him because he's worried about Uncle Hal. Yeah. It just, it feels like it belongs in it's, it's a better movie than this. <laughs> oh, man. Good it's movie. a good scene. It's heartwarming. 20 minutes in. It did. That's the problem. For a non-superhero related reason, which is the only reason I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember this movie, I, I thought this movie was okay, and then I decided that about 10 minutes in, I was like, oh no, this is a bad movie. Yeah, it was, it was not good. I'm just here for the superhero stuff, which doesn't really deliver. I just think, based on my opening thoughts, and like, I heard, I remember this being legendarily bad. Like, it's not. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance bad. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's I definitely still not that. Seen that one. Well, we never will. So. I will. <laughs> just not for the show. Yeah. No, I mean, not you're right. It, it is not, it does not live this up week? to its. Oh. No. It does not live up to its legendarily bad status. I would agree with that, but that doesn't make it doesn't make good passable. No. no, it's not. It's not good. I would never argue this is a good movie, but I think it's better than the internet gives it credit for. Yes. Yeah, that's like right. Like Dark Phoenix. Like the scores kind of reflect the level of 
bad or good of this movie. It's it's not low single digit scores. No. Yeah. Yeah. I want like an HBO Green Lantern series. Or how great would it have been if in Justice League they just had Ryan Reynolds show up <laughs> as Green Lantern. They do show the Green Lantern Corps in they do. Justice League. Yeah. It would have been awesome if they just had Ryan Reynolds come back. <laughs> he would have never agreed to do it. Nah, absolutely not. He's some... like, that would ruin my chances of being Wade Wilson again. Yes. Fuck out of here. But I want an HBO series, because now that HBO apparently owns Warner Brothers, that's why all their stuff's on HBO right now. Or at least they rented it to them. Like, I want to see a good version of Green Lantern. Yeah. I think it's, it has the potential to be very interesting and really cool. Okay. I just want to see that. Why? Why can't I? One day, when I watched the one with Nathan Fillion, there's like an animated movie with Nathan Fillion in it that I saw when I was searching for this, for the scores. Well, okay then. Now I know what I'm watching later tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. You're going to watch that after the hockey. Yeah, after hockey. Obviously. Not during the hockey game. No. You're crazy. Picture in picture. Yeah, no. I got to like cool down after an Islander playoff game. Yeah, no, I'm... I've seen it. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I need to turn something that's not anything on. Just like something I've seen a million times before or my number. I do love Wait, it. They have hockey in that. It's not far removed. Worth it. Still worth it, though. Because they get shit on left and right. There's an animated, an R-rated animated show called Hoops that debuts on Netflix tonight. Really? About, a, about like a youth basketball coach. Interesting. Cool. I'm like all about it. Interesting. <laughs> Haven't seen it Is yet. he voiced by H. John Benjamin? I don't know. I'll find Cause out. Because if, if he is, that's perfect. Because that's Coach McGirt <laughs> coaching again. Right. Jake Johnson. Oh, okay. Yep. Peter B. Parker. Do we have much more to say about Green Lantern? Nope. Except for our scores. So. <laughs> I had a feeling this was going to be a quick one because Koi wants to watch playoff hockey. Which makes sense. Also, we don't have much to say. It's the Green Fucking Lantern. That's in the title. Yeah. That's well, the quote on the box. The it's the Green Fucking Lantern. <laughs> Roger Ebert. <C-T-H. laughs> it's the Green Fucking Lantern. <laughs> Give it the purple stone, not the green one, just to really fuck with it. (laughs) How'd you get your hands on this? (laughs) Don't worry about it. We're time travelers. So yeah, here's the part of the episode where we rate each movie, or this movie that we reviewed, also happens to be each movie, with a number of affinity stones from one to six. If you give it six stones, you can give it an infinity gauntlet. I don't see that happening. We're going to find out how many stones each of us gave Green Lantern starting right now with... Is it a sequel? It's my turn. Sequel. I'm going to give it two stones. It's bad. It's not good. But it's like, don't be afraid of this one. If you've never seen it before and you've heard it's really bad, it's not good, but it's the, the hate's gone too far. Watch it. Form your own opinion. But the opinion, <laughs> my opinion is it's a two-stone movie. If this movie's taught us anything, <laughs> no, fear. That, no fear. No <laughs> fear. Very well put. Touche, touche. Corey, what are you giving this? I'm giving it two stones as well. I think that this does not... It's certainly not good enough to get up to a three, but I don't think it's bad enough to necessitate getting a one. It, it really does sit in that range where it's like a bad movie. I don't particularly like it, but sequels... I, I will definitely mirror what sequel said. It, it gets more hate than I think it rightly deserves. Yeah, we'll sweep it at two. It tried... It's bad, but not awful. They took cuts, just it didn't connect, and they just 
tried to go way too hard on the CGI. It didn't work out. Yeah, the CGI definitely. We did not. So touch... many things in this movie could have been practical and yeah. would have would have looked so much better. Yeah, we did not go dive into the CGI as much as we could have, but it's not worth our time talking about it. It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of it, and it's not good. Exactly. So yeah, that was our review of Green Lantern. If you want to let us know your thoughts of Green Lantern, if you're still afraid, don't be. But if you are, let us know. Send us an email, zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. You can find us on Twitter at zthpodcast. If you have a lantern, take a green Sharpie, color it in green, take a picture of it, send it to us on Instagram at zthpodcast. Probably doesn't work anymore at that point. No, definitely not. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ETH podcast, or search for us within Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, end in E-S. We've only got a handful of episodes left, but if you want to give us a sweet five-star review or rating and review, your choice, on iTunes, go find us there. And if you want to roast us via your email, which you could do that a couple of times before, you're you running out of time. So. You are running out of time to send us an email. <laughs> So get on that if that's your goal in life, which, you know, maybe get better goals. But who am I to judge? doesn't need to not be a goal. doesn't need to be their only goal. Good. Definitely don't let it be your only goal. I agree goal with that. Life. Yeah, don't let it be your only goal. Dream bigger. But this is an easily attainable one. Exactly. Exactly. We don't know what we're doing next week because we didn't actually decide what we're doing. Ready Player One. Next oh, week. yeah, we did? Yes. Yeah, we did. Next week is Ready Player One. Is it a comic movie? Unsure. We're doing it anyway. It's it comic feels like things. It feels it. like a comic movie. There's definitely a lot of comic book references in it. Batman's so. in it. Yeah. Batman is in it. Ba- well, Batman's in it. <laughs> the last Batman movie. Oh. <laughs> Technically, Batman 66. <laughs> but we won't do that. So join us next time for Ready Player One. And yeah. It's my job as always to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Green Lantern is probably someone's despite our better judgment. Sure. I object to this statement. <laughs> Someone really likes avocado and Green Lantern. That's fair. A CEO of Subway. (laughs) It's not slander. Don't at me. There could be one person out there whose whole life is Green Lantern, and he's never seen anything non-Green Lantern related. This is the only live-action movie he's ever seen. That's fair. You know what? All right. This flowchart lines up. (laughs) So. It ends with favorite movie. By proxy. It's his favorite and least favorite. Yeah. All wrapped into one. Nice. And on that, we're out of here. I gotta go watch hockey. Yeah, take care, everyone. <laughs>